On this week's Off the Back Fence, the summer of cricket is finally here. We dive into the first two one days against the Indians. We talk a bit of Steve Smith, uh, why Ian Chappell has a big poop in his pants. Uh, we also touch on the weird world of the NFL. We're into, I think, week 13 now. Who knows? They're pushing games left, right, and center. Uh, English Premier League. And we talk a little NRL draw. Uh, that and much more. So stick around and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Back Fence. What wasn't Coombsy? Coombsy, mate, I think you're as feeling as much as I am at the moment. Bloody tired, but at least it's December. It's Christmas time. How are we feeling? Feeling good. Feeling tired, but like I've got 14 days left to work for the year and three weeks off. Thank you, CFMEU, Pocket RDO <laughs> and that. So feeling good, but yeah, can't wait for Chrissy. Yeah, I'm with you there, mate. I've only got a couple of weeks to go myself, but it's been an absolute slog this year. But, mate, Summer of Cricket is here. Now, I've been trying to distinguish this ever since Friday. Did the Summer of Cricket begin with Steve Smith hitting this, uh, his century or was it Glenn Maxwell reverse slap-shotting fucking dingers? I'd probably go Steve Smith getting this. Um, that's just music to my ears, really. Yeah. All day, I can, every day. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's but, going. But the season, just the, the summer didn't feel the same without a marsh in the test team. Oh, you're going to be bragging on about yeah. this all summer, oh. aren't you? Hey, water's gone down injured. Bring Sean in. Well, actually, they're thinking about bringing Matty Wade into the top of the one-day oh, squad. Oh, he's fucking awful. <laughs> he's fucking... I, bat, I have more technique than that blow a heart. Uh. <laughs> Uh, man, it it felt good. Friday was obviously everybody in the country. I think productivity dropped by a good twenty five to thirty percent as soon as uh, the first ball was bowled. Uh, we were good. Uh, we started off. We were two up in the series. Uh, we won the first game on Friday. I think it was about sixty six runs. We didn't bowl them out, but on Sunday we did the exact same thing. Steve Smith hit another century. Same amount of balls. Maxi hit dingers. Labuschagne hit a 50. Mate, it well, was good. Yeah. What? Yeah, we played real well over the weekend. Steve Smith is in frighteningly good form in one day and also moving along at a quite a good tick, the strike rate. So, like, if this is a sign to come for the summer, I think India's, gonna, India's not going to have that cakewalk they thought they, they were going to get like they did last time. Yeah, I... I, there was a good point brought up on the Grandstand podcast from Ed Cowan, former Test opener. He was saying that the Indian team uh, went back to their retro uniforms, but they also went back to their retro fielding from 1992. They, they were woeful in the field, and it led to good runs. But the bowling wasn't that bad from India. They just came up against, like, Aaron Finch was, it was in... A flat pitch. Oh, it was mate, a, flat track bullies everywhere. Yeah. It's a flat pitch, no real movement. India, I think, fell into the old habit of, oh, you're in Australia, let's just drop a bit shorter to give a thing. But, yeah, I don't – from what I saw, the Indian bowlers bar Shami. Re, Shami was the only one who really looked like troubling. Boomer has, I think, has been found out. Now his technique's been found out. Yeah. And I think just the, young, the two other bowlers and the 
I think they're playing the wrong spinner and not playing cool loop yet. If yeah, no, you're right. I think you're right. I think you're on the mark with Shami. I think he was the pick of the boldest bowlers for India in the first two one days. Just every. Just everything else was just either a bit too short, a bit too wide, and it got absolutely punished, whether it was Finch, Warner, Lubbershane, Smith, Maxwell. Maxwell dead set. If I ever tried to do a reverse like reverse slog sweep, I reckon my forearms would break. It's it's ter- it's incredible to watch, but it's, it just shows how adaptive this team, this Australian cricket team is when it comes to this. Yeah, um, I think, I think one I, year too late with their organisation of the uh, World Cup winning squad. Yeah, I think so too. But you never know. They may stick around long enough. Um, like we mentioned, Stephen Peter Devereaux-Smith, mate, he is just on another level. It's... Is there's his no, middle name Devereaux? Peter Devereaux, mate. I looked up the I pronunciation. I thought it was David. No, De- Devereaux. I actually looked up the pronunciation on YouTube. I didn't want to fuck it up as in showing my that's respect a, to the great man. Um, that's a private school boy. Uh, hey, Warwick Allen at home, mate. That's, that's, that's a private school boy too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, mate, back-to-back hundreds, same amount of balls. Um, they were Warney was having a hard-on in the commentary box trying to get him on below 62 balls. Christ. Um there was a good inside stat and like it just shows how far batting has evolved where you don't need traditional footwork. You just need fantastic hand-eye coordination. Like his cover drive, which is his signature shot, it was shown. It was basically his front foot and just the angle of it. He could be standing so wide, but as long as that front foot was angled and he had his timing, it's, his it's muddy. Eye, his eyes something like it. Like I was just going to say, like Sean Marsh has the most beautiful – Technically gifted cover drive, but yeah, Steve Smith. It's just it's he kind of leans away from his body. It's just like be- it's just beautiful hand-eye coordination, like you said. Poetry in motion, mate. And I think Blubbershane's going down that same path, and he's got a very good trajectory. Also, he's been unbelievable since he came in for Smith and the Ashes. I think it was last year, yeah. but uh, mate, they were fantastic. Um, Stoinis, he was wrapped by punter. Uh, to have a big one-day series. He was dropped after the first game. After a, He didn't have much of a say, to be fair. He bowled a few overs, didn't get much of a back. I think he got out for one or two, maybe a duck. I can't duck. remember. And, and then they obviously got Mo- Moses Enriquez in, and he played very well in the second one day. It took an absolute Anyone. screamer. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a bit surprised Enrique got the pick, but... So either I think they were, they definitely want to win. I think this Australian team's now. I think Justin Lang has now got to the point where he's not going to fiddle around with the squad. He wants De- to win from now on. Definitely Which not. No. Yeah. But, um, it can't. I think going into the third game tomorrow in Canberra, I think you probably end up seeing Ashton Agar because Canberra is traditionally a bit of a slower wicket. So yeah, probably play with the two spinners. Yeah, and like I, me- I think I mentioned just before, obviously there was talk of um, Matthew Wade coming into open, whether it was the same same as like with Warner, a bit of bang and crash. Uh, oh, I, d- I don't know who would have moved into the up top of the order. I think Labashane put his hand up too. I think he I said think he'd like- be handy because he'll knock it around. He'll rotate a strike. Was the be- problem with having two like Finch and Warner is 
Both of them need to face a certain amount of balls to get their eye. Labuschagne can just knock it around, and they'll allow Finch to take up some strike. Labuschagne's got the stroke play to find the gaps. So, yeah, yeah. it would, might work. Yeah, no, you're right. And that was a fair point to say, do we go with the same sort of combination of just full noise from the get-go with Finch and Wade or Warner? Obviously, Warner went down with a groin injury. He's in serious, serious doubt for the first test um, in a couple of weeks' time, um, which this is, I thought, was a very interesting uh, take too. Is like, obviously, there was pressure on Joe Burns to maybe um, not get his retain his incumbency and for Will uh, Pavosky. Is that how you say it? Pavosky? Yeah, but now it looks like Joe Burns is going to be the statesman essentially at the top of the order with Pavolsky coming in. So, like, honestly, he should have been like all Australian teams reward the incumbency. I don't, I know this kid's been he's had the wraps on him since he was 18 when he stood out at a nationwide national comp, comp, but like, you've got to reward Joe Burns did nothing wrong. He's no, done exactly nothing wrong. Right. He, got, he did nothing wrong to get when he got dropped first time. He had a cup. He got unfairly treated to be dropped in Sri Lanka. I yep. think he's got a body of work and a test career. He saved a goddamn test in Christchurch, which if it wasn't for him, we would have lost. Yeah, no, you're right, and it's it's always a conundrum. I was thinking the other day, I was like, I could not for the life. They hate Queenslanders. Yeah, no, it's the Australian cricket team has always been New South Wales, Victoria, hundred yeah. percent. That like the hate continues with like there was a time after Ian Healy had finished up and then Gilchrist came in, but there was talk of after Gilly who may be able to fill fill into that role. There was a bloke in Queensland, Chris Hartley, who was knocking the door down at Sheffield Chill but could not get a look in. And obviously Brad Haddon came to fruition, which was good for Australia, but there you go. Matt Renshaw looks rude. Oh, 100%. Matt Renshaw got a very rough end of the deal, I thought. I think he was got a big baptism of fire and just never came back from it, which is a shame because yeah. he's he's proving himself in Queensland now through Sheffield Shield, the big even the Big Bash, actually. He had a fantastic Big Bash last year. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's, 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 a, it's actually a good headache to have for JL, to be yeah. fair. So... Be interesting to see. Obviously, the third one day is uh, Wednesday at Monica Oval in Canberra. Uh, be interested to see how that goes because obviously you're not hitting it into the grandstands. You're basically hitting it into an open field in Canberra. Um, what, uh, a question. what are your predictions for the summer? Standout player, most runs, oh. wickets, and serious prediction for the test. Are you looking up odds right now or are you just asking no, in general? No, I'm just asking in general. <laughs> I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm not trusting the bookmakers. Mate, it'd be hard to go past Stephen Smith as the form batsman, especially with Coley going away after the first test. Um, I think he. I think it's either going to be him, between him and Labuschagne as top run scorer for the test matches. Uh, player of the se- like it's. There was a question on Twitter a couple of days ago from a, uh, a journalist that I follow, and she said, "Who is your favourite cricketer currently and of all time?" I put down Smith currently and I put down Matthew Hayden and Damian Martin as my all-time favorites to watch, but like Smith is getting very, very close to being my all-time favorite too. It's just scary. Um, most wickets, I reckon, Hazelwood's in for a huge summer. I think he's got that Glenn McGrath kind of feel to him. I think he's real – and he, he's proven in the first one day, first two one-dayers, um, con- considering Mitchell Stark has been – Fucking horrendous. Oh, they could drop him. Bring in Nessa. 
I th- yes, that there you go. Another Queenslander, Nessa, Nessa, Nessa or Patterson. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, Starks had the reputation for being the open bowler, uh, obviously setting the standard, but then cleaning up the tail. He let, I think it was between sixteen and twenty runs in his opening over in the first one day. Like he yeah. was no balling. There was wides everywhere. Oh, uh, it's. I think it's a, it's doing Pat Cummins an injustice not giving him the new ball, even even with Pat Cummins being so good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It might be a funk. It could be. Who knows? It was similar to maybe like Mitchell Johnson having that rough rough period before he came back and actually torched England. But I don't know, mate. It's going to be good though. The first test is going to be tricky because there is obviously talk with Warner being out that Pavoski comes in. Um, Shane Warren reckons it's an ultimate baptism of fire with the pink ball at day-night test as the first ever test for him. But we'll see. What do you reckon? Who are you thinking um, with top run scorer, wickets, best player? Top run scorer, I'd go from India, Pajara, because he caused trouble last time because he'll just occupy the crease. Yep. No, nah, that's a fantastic shout. Steve Smith, most likely, because I think he's I think he's got a bit of a point to prove after last summer's by failure by his own admission. Most wickets, I'm going to go Pat Cummings or Nathan Lyon because I think Nathan Lyon's prime for a very big Indian season. Yeah. Serious for one. And well, well, he was the one that tore through him last time, wasn't it? Yeah, I just you can see that he's he's at the top of his game now. He's like he's got he's got just he's got. Variations of off spinners, arm ball. He's even got like a deucer type. He calls the cherry picker. But um, Ooh, I like that uh, series. I'm probably going to say two nil Australia with two draws. Where are the draws? Brisbane and Melbourne. Right. So the back ends. Oh yeah, the Sydney Test in the middle there. So that'll be a very spin friendly too. There's all talk of like. Mitchell Swepson, another Queenslander knocking down the door, but I don't know how he gets in front of Zampa. Zampa, by the way, dropping that absolute dolly of Coley. Fuck me. Um, but yeah, cricket's back, mate. We are absolutely pumped. I think I am going to the Brisbane Test for a Bucks party next year, so I'm looking forward to that. We may move away from cricket. Uh, there is a few other sports happening. Uh, the NFL. Now, we discussed this off mic. That the NFL had probably they were probably the only sport league in the world professionally that had the most time to be prepared for uh, COVID to have a season six months. Oh, and that in the NCAA with college football and basketball. Now, on Thursday there was supposed to be the Steelers Ravens Thanksgiving Day primetime match that got moved to I think it was supposed to be the late game for a Monday night. That's now been moved to the Wednesday here in uh, Australia, which is their Tuesday night or Wednesday night. I don't know how – I don't understand how the Ravens, who have tested a lot positive, got a game moved twice compared to the Broncos, the Denver Broncos, who have no positive tests but had all their quarterbacks quarantining for the protocol five days due to close contact. Their game did not move and they had a undrafted – practice squad wide receiver run their game high against school, high school quarterback he couldn't even be the quarterback for his college of wake wake forest like it was like 
like, and I'm a Broncos fan through and through, and I, I may sound biased, but it is utter horseshit. It's, I don't know, it's, like, they got beaten 33-3, that's besides the point. Like, even the Denver Broncos put up, it's like, there was a game today, there was a final score, that does not matter, we're supporting our guy for going out there and giving it a crack. Which is fair to them, because he got zero reps in practice, and they threw him to the Wolves, essentially. Like, we had two more running backs injured. And I just find it baffling that they could not move this game either, which is fucking ridiculous. But well, welcome to the life of the Liverpool supporter. But we'll talk about that later. Fuck, man! Like Goodell is a fucking idiot. Like I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. other than that, other than that, I went twelve for fifteen with the one game in hand for Pickham. I think you went a little bit worse for wear this week. You went, yeah. you, went the, you went the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill had over two hundred and fifty receiving yards in the first fucking quarter. Yeah, it's just, let's just call it Tom Brady love. I'm not. Oh, yeah, you I haven't thought, gotten over him. <laughs> I honestly feel it like Tom Brady's not the type, you can't run the type of offense that Pep, that obviously Bruce Arians wants to run the wham bam offense. Brady does death by a thousand cuts. Give him the ball for 20, let him run a 15 minute drive, even if he's going to go 75 meters for a field goal. But yeah, I think. I do. I honestly think maybe the Tampa Bay coach could be on the outer at the end of the season. I don't know if that's the case. He's only just gotten in, and I, I agree think with. I'll go for Josh McDaniel. Oh, that that I hate that. I actually really, really hate that with Josh McDaniels. Every time he's gone away from Bill Belichick, he has failed. Denver, because I I was high on him when he came to Denver. That was at the peak of Brady and the Patriots, absolutely slaughtering everyone. He was shit there, and he went back to New England like a little, like a little bitch. Patricia's about to go back to New England. Uh, Patricia, I don't mind the Patricia going back because he is a defensive coordinator at best. He's not a head coach. No. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, with Tampa Bay, I honestly think with you're right though. I think with Bruce Arians, this is Tom's offense essentially. This is essentially one of his last two years, I reckon. Just let him run it how he wants to run it. Give him the keys. He's got the weapons. Let him like, let them do like slants. But oh, I don't even know the plays. We just like, don't need to throw forty yard bombs. He can't. That's the thing. Yeah. It's the same for Drew Brees. They both can't throw anymore. They've got to be smart. And like with Tampa Bay, they have the best probably slot receiver and Chris Godwin there to make that happen. I I, I just don't know. It's. It's baffling what's happening, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like Mahomes is just a freak, and yeah. like everybody says that it's the draft where the Chicago Bears really dropped the ball by picking Mitch Trubisky over Mahomes. But I honestly don't think Mahomes would have flourished in Chicago because he doesn't have the weapons he like he has in Kansas yeah. City. Like they've got speed to burn. Yeah. And then we, the other other talking point was Aaron Rodgers just shitting all over the Chicago Bears again. Yeah, it's must like it's they're going to play each other in week seventeen, and he's just going to do it again. I'm pretty sure that's on prime time again too, and a lot of Chicago Bears fans on Twitter just fucking hate it too. They just like fuck fuck him seriously. And then oh, it's just it was a very like predictable round, bar the Falcons shit kicking the Raiders. Yeah, and like the, um, the 49ers squeaking out a victory against Sean McVay's um, Rams. 
Yeah, and there was a scary side on that game with Aaron Donald losing and just going completely ballistic. This is the same Aaron Donald that practiced with knives. Like, I don't want to mess with that guy. Um, I had another point. I think it was um, – what was it? I've just lost it in my head. Oh, God, I've forgotten it. The Vikings had a good win, sorry. They had a a good win without Adam Thielen. Oh, that's what it was. Cleveland Browns, first winning record since 2007. They are guaranteed to go 500 if they lose out from here, but it'll be their first winning record since 2007, which should be congratulated considering they celebrated a 0-16 parade. Mm. And then um, another point from the week, um, Fitzmagic win for the Dolphins. Pretty predictable. The Titans and Tractor Cedo, Derek Henry, were running amok through the Colts. Yep. Um, the plucky bat, the plucky Giants winning and topping the table in the NF- NFC East, the most competitive um, division in all of sport. Oh, because I honestly, I liked the, I watched a bit of the, uh, fa- uh, the Cowboys Washington football team uh, Thanksgiving game. That was, the, that was one of the earlier games. Washington looked good, but in saying that, the Dallas Cowboys, they're just on their last legs for the season. They're just wanting to get out. I don't know. Like the, and you mentioned the Dolphins having a good win. They're on the cusp of like overtaking the Bills in the East. It's crazy. And then we'll get, we haven't brought this one up. The Patriots, the mighty Pats, winning against Arizona and the aerial offense. That is the Cardinals, but... Doing it in an odd way with Cam Newton only getting 84 yards in um, passing, but also barely 100. So all up, the Patriots only went for 194 yards in total offense for the game. Yeah, I. it's hard to believe that 31 teams passed on Cam Newton when he was a free agent, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's... I don't know. He went for two um, interceptions too. It's a weird dynamic. I, I just don't know with Cam and New England at the moment. But it also brings up – that's another point with all this fucking COVID bullshit. With – maybe that's why the NFL didn't push the games because if they do, I think they're on the cusp that if they have to push games, they have to postpone. No, yeah, if there's a one cancellation that is an eighth team and then hey. – Patriots are number eight. Uh, they they are at the moment, and that could prove like and Belichick, Belichick loves loves the playoffs. So yeah, I don't know, man. It was a very, a very weird, very weird weekend. I was looking forward to the Ravens Steelers, which is obviously a Wednesday. So the, it is what it is. I don't think the Ravens will win. I think the Steelers will get them and keep going undefeated. Ravens are missing too many players through to COVID. Lamar, for example. Um, other sport that is happening. Maybe a little bit COVID-related also. We had some breaking news before we went on air, but the English Premier League. Now, the main topic is not any of the results because our teams are still top. It's the actual officiating. Now, I know you're very upset with the video assistant. Yeah, as Liverpool, we've had eight overturns or penalties called against us, double what anyone else in the league has, and... Like, I just don't get it. Like, they're calling offsides by a millimetre, a toenail, if anything. Yeah. And I can't, like, as coming from a soccer football background, we were taught when, funny enough, I was a referee for one season. Jesus and Christ. And we were taught 
I was a horrible referee. I, I, never, I refused to get handed out cards because it was meant paperwork. But that's for another time. <laughs> that's the best. That is the uh, best. I had a kid call me a fuckwit one day. I was like, oh, well, I'm not sending you off because I don't want to ride out of form. <laughs> oh, this, I need to hear these stories. And then um, so we were taught like the way you officiate an offside is daylight. If you see daylight between, it doesn't have to be 10 uh, – a foot, a meter, it just needs to be, if you can see daylight between movement, that's it. You pick it. Not, oh, my arm's offside, but. What, in what circumstance can a, like an arm cause advantage, like an arm cause yeah. some sort of advantage? Like, the only time you could call it is if his body, his whole momentum was going that way at one point. Not like he's got his back turned, he's done a quick turn. Like that's, yeah, it's just stupid. A lot of the players are getting sick of it. And I think, like, just as I was taught, we found out before, we got COVID and Newcastle's game against Aston Villa is looking in doubt with four players and the whole training um, grounds being deep cleaned as for COVID. And the scheduling is just going to become a nightmare because you come into that December period where they play three games a week. Liverpool, yet again, another hamstring injury. We get given a game on a Wednesday or so, third, Tuesday morning um, Champions League and then get have to play first game up Sunday. I just – I don't see the logic in it. Yeah. No, I agree with you that. I think I've always been a proponent that there is somewhat too much football in a way. Like you've got the Premier League into the FA Cup, into the EFL Cup, which is – I have no idea why they have a secondary England, comp. Oh, it's, it's a Mickey Mouse comp. I, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and, the, and, it's, it's the cops it's, that gives uh, it keeps the Manchester City um, trophy cabinet full. Yeah, no, you're right. No, I was about to mention that. Um, yeah, like it, it was. I think it was a point this morning too. The game between Aston Villa and West Ham. West Ham won two one, but it could have been two all. Like, and I think Jack Drellish came out and said, "Look, I've had my piece on VAR, but and and it is what it is." But. Uh, it was Liverpool fairly beat Brighton Hove, but we got we got screwed by a stupid VAR call. Now, did, which, now, and it all came out and said that it doesn't it wasn't a penalty if you look at the replay. Yeah. You can slow the game down as much as you want, and that's when you're gonna start seeing stuff. Yeah. But no, you that, see it needs to be seen at game pace. It's yeah, no, and that's a that's a good point for the NRL too with the video ref. Like everything is slowed down and everything is analyzed too much. Play it at game speed and make a decision off that. Like it is what it is. Like there wasn't this I think technology video back referees in the day. Ru- video refereeing in all sports has ruined it. Like I think so too. Cricket, cricket now, like you were always told, the umpire's decision is final. Now you got kids who are going to question because all they see is now is oh they've all got it. Why can't we? Like I'm going to yeah. question why is it out? Yeah. No, you're right. And everything is to analyze. It needs more. Sim- like they were talking with the NRL to simplify it saying they've only got a certain amount of time to look at things. Well, put it in real motion at different angles and make a decision. That's no, all it one is. Angle. One yeah, angle. Exactly right. I reckon right. it's one angle from now on and it's yeah. a touchdown angle. That's it. That's it. We may do a whole podcast on how we can fix the NRL one day too, but that that's another story. Uh, back that to the EPL. Yeah, oh God. They're back uh, into... The results over the weekend. So Spurs and Liverpool stayed top. Spurs still on top based on goal difference. They had a good uh, nil all draw against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Uh, United won 3-2. Uh, Cavani 
the I think he was the last minute for, uh, transfer market age uh, transfer Free purchase. Yeah, from PSG. Yep. Yeah, so he came on. I think he gave the assist for Fernandez, scored two in the match winner. Um, Wolverhampton beating Arsenal is fucking great guns. I'm all in for that. Uh, Leicester City was the big loser. They're getting done by Fulham at the King Power 2-0, uh, 2-1. Sorry. Uh, and like I mentioned, West Ham won 2-1 over Aston Villa at the London Stadium, pushing West Ham into fifth. So pretty pack, jam-packed kind of round. Uh, I think the other, I think there was another fixture where Man City won five nil, but who cares? No one cares for that. They're, yeah, no one cares for Man City. Not, not even the fans care. Well, considering that they they've got a maximum of two thousand fans and they can't get them there to the the game, she really shows how much of a like a payment club it is. So I've got a question to ask: Is how, was there anything over the weekend that really grinds your gears with uh, with the sport? With Premier League, no, that or cricket commentary. Oh no, yeah, I did. I was going to mention it, but I thought I might. Uh, we've I've ranted enough tonight, and usually you're the one to rant. But uh, Ian Chappell has the biggest poop oh, in he his can pants. Go die. Oh he man, can he, he can go kick the bucket. Like, he, come on, kick, mate. he can go kick rocks, man. He his article He's today. One of my favorite things in the world, ABC Grandstand. Oh, oh God! I, I was listening to that too, and it was it was great. It was I love the radio listening to cricket. Um, yeah. But no, he came out and said that India should be insulted by the way that Maxwell and Warner can switch hit. Now I'm going to politely say fuck off. Oh, um, I've got something. It is horseshit as a bowler, being a spin bowler, that you have to nominate what hand you're bowling in and what side of the wicket you are. I don't mind the traditional reverse sweep where you don't change your hands over. It's just changing the bat. But when you're changing your stance, I think that's the time when you – because that's unfair advantage. Yeah. No, if you I, set your field to a right-hander, then he's going to become a left-hander. Yeah, you're right. I, like, I don't care. Like, be traditionalist. That's for test matches. One day is in 2020 for me is fun. Like, dinger central, yeah. I don't care. One day to try to find relevance again. Sorry about that one, guys. It looks like our audio cut out just after that. A, a good a little bit of rant about how Ian Chappell is shit. We do apologize for that. Uh, but yeah, mate, back to that. Be a traditionalist. Enjoy Test Match Cricket. It's coming up soon. If you want a bowling versus batting, like a war of attrition, so to speak, then yeah, that, go away for the oh. Test Match. Just let leave me be with my one-day internationals. My 2020 where I can hit dingers. If if a bowler does go well in 2020, I'm all for it. But you're going for absolute speed with one-day cricket and the only speed is fast and that's hitting dingers. Anyway, let's get off that topic of ranting. Uh, mate, let's actually talk about the sport that's finished, the NRL. Last week, they announced the draw. Now, mixed reviews on this. Our team... Didn't get a very favourable draw. Now, what's your take on this? Um, at first, I thought we would get we got unfairly treated, but we finished last. Well, then I thought you finish a you finish last, so you don't get the best draw. B, you're a big market team. You want box office after a bad year of ratings. You want bat box office and C. 
why not prove it that we're back back among being the best by beating the best? Yeah, no, I'm I'm the big proponent of iron sharpens iron, essentially. Mate, I I the draw doesn't matter. It comes down to what broadcasters run, and they're always going to get teams that always pull big crowds, big numbers watching sport on um, watching their team. Brisbane's been doing it year in, year out, big membership base. They're always going to pack out Suncorp. Next year will be very interesting to see how they will actually get crowd numbers um, after this year's absolute abomination of a season. Um, you know what? I like it. Magic Round is back. I am looking forward to that. For that is it in Brisbane? It is in Brisbane. and Yes, it is, I think. Now, I think- I can come home. You could come home for this. Now, it could be the point where I get a portable recording device to go interview punters in the stands. Now, that would be great content. Am no, I allowed to drink all day? You can do whatever you want, mate. I'm not your dad. Oh, um, could be, you can, this could be evidence to use it in a future court case. It could be. Um, it's, yeah, back in May, so eight games all at Suncorp. I went to the first one. It was incredible. One thing that I do regret not doing in the UK while living there was doing Magic Round. Um absolute party atmosphere it's fantastic so uh, magic round is back next year state of origin is back to mid-year uh i think one in melbourne yep one in melbourne one in brisbane and one in sydney i think they finish in sydney next year uh, very similar setup as per usual i i honestly want to do it over my summer break uh, over my two weeks off i think uh, I think I want to actually see how you could actually fix the NRL. I feel there's ways you can actually pick and choose from different uh, leagues, but that's another conversation. Um, but yeah, I the draw is the draw. You got to put teams in front of them. People always said that Penrith had a very easy run this year for winning. Well, that's not an easy run. Yeah, but at the same time. They're a Sydney team. They're not going to travel as much with the COVID bullshit happening. They weren't going to get a tough draw, and they played to their advantages. Like they got tested in a couple of games, but man, they were good. But yeah, um, other news. Uh, something we should probably touch on to the young manly prop forward Keith Titmus uh, tragically passing away after preseason training last week. Um, very, very sad. He was a well-loved member of the team. He was probably going to make his uh, first-grade debut uh, in the upcoming season. So uh, condolences to him and his family and also the Manly Sea Eagles Club. Um, they were rocked last week, and especially because they did pre-preseason testing. He was 100%. He was ready to go, which goes to show, mate, anything can happen. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's a real sad thing, especially a young man losing his life. But, yeah, it's hopefully. Yeah. He... I think he'll be greatly remembered for. I think they were the Seagulls' 20s were the last 20s team to win the comp before it was disbanded after 10 years, and he was the one that scored the match-winning try for them. So uh, he'll be very, very dearly missed. Uh, another take. Now, this is gonna. This has been getting around for a bit now. Joseph Suwali, is he going to be the most hyped slash hated rookie in the history of the NRL? I think so. Like we said both. Like it's all – oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. We can feel that will come for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Gazoon um, gazoon tight. Um, yeah, you could just see like everyone dominates schoolboys at one point in the top. Hell, I was a standout cricketer. I got 50 runs. I never scored 50 runs outside of school, school cricket. Like, yeah, it's just like everyone dominates – Schoolboys at one point in time, depending on how elite you are, it now has to transfer. Can this guy be a standout with grown men? Yeah, no, you're right. I 
it's been going on for so long that I am I I think he will get absolutely roasted if he pl- plays poorly, which is bound to happen. Like no one is a hundred percent the whole of their career. There are dips and and roller coaster moments, and I just I still can't get over the fact that he signed the mega deal with South. He flip flopped, wanted to go to Union, came back and said, "No, I'm fine with South." Now he wants to be at the Roosters. Got the release. It's been an absolute shit show for a bloke that a has it, and this is this is one of my biggest qualms with big money deals for young players is like you haven't earned it, and it is a very physically demanding sport. But at the same time, I feel like big money deals should be for experienced players that show consistency, and this is where a lot of clubs fall down. But I don't know. It's good on him. He's going to be behind the greatest player in the game for his contract there, who's about to sign a lifetime deal essentially in Tedesco. But uh, where do you where do you slot him into that rooster side? Wing, wing, if that can't see him in the centres. But that would just be a waste of talent, wouldn't it? It's just, that's. This is the whole thing. Like, I think I said to you, it was probably better off going to a Bulldogs, a Dragons, a West Tigers. Even, like, throwing to the Wolves, maybe the Warriors. Give him somewhere where he's going to get some nurturement. Yeah. That's it. Did you say nurturement? Yeah. Is that a word? Oh, no. <laughs> I just realised. <laughs> oh, it's been a long day. You know, you know what? We've had big... Like we are winding down. We were talking off mic. We're probably going to do three more shows, this included. So we'll probably be finishing up in the next couple of weeks so we can enjoy a well-earned break after this year that is 2020. Uh, mate, is there any other sporting news that we may have missed? I think, oh, actually, the Argentinian captain got stood down for racist comments. Yeah, racist. Yeah, this is going back to 2012, so there's a bit of digging for you. There's, there's still no space and in- no like sport or anything for racism. Definitely not. And yeah, if you're gonna do it if you're gonna do it and you get caught, you can't complain. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, actually another NRL thing, the Jack DeBellin case got uh, I think the jury got discharged, so if anything it'll go to another case which will just drag it out any further. I uh-huh. did read that and the Jared I did s- Jared Hayes is gonna not look good for him and mm-hmm. I I'd hate to say it, but I told you so he's been he's a bit of a creep. Oh man, he couldn't happen to the could, evidence could, been, could not ha- could not happen like, to a nicer um, bloke. Shown on display, he sounds creepy as hell. Yeah, could not happen to a nicer yeah. bloke. To be honest, I could not give two oh, shits about Jared Hayne. Fuck him. Um, oh, another bit. Brett Nanning in court with the old uh, bit of stripper candy up his nostrils after the grand final. A bit of Uncle Charles. Yeah. Now, <sighs> he's been provisionally stood down. A yeah, a bit of schneef. God, a bit of a <laughs> Christ's sake. Uh, yeah, a very weird one, obviously, because he was on the outer because I think Tyrone May took his spot for that grand final, which who knows. Um, yeah, but with that Jack DeBellin one now, uh, the NRL has come out and said they're standing by the uh, no-fault clause, uh, standby clause or whatever it's called that um, Peter Beattie introduced with the commission. Now, awesome. yeah, so I don't see a problem with that. Neither do I because DeBellin's already gone after the NRL and tried to sue them. Uh, it got thrown out, so there is no real – like if it goes to him being not guilty in this case, which it didn't look – It's not looking like it. It's not looking like it, but he, stranger things have happened. But it does set up a very big precedence for this kind of stuff. But – out of like we, I, I think they've got to start. Look, they do have to start. Look, like it's been talked about through other things. Is um, they've got to start learning. Like 
they can't just think they're untouchable now because they're making over half a million dollars a year. Yeah. They've got to have some fault. And if they're going to act like idiots, they can lose their job. Yeah. No, exactly right. It's like treat it like any other job. If I was to do that in my job, you to do it in yours, mate, we'd be gone. So, yeah. But, mate, I think we might wrap it. We've done it. We've actually, we've done it. We've done the switcheroo. We've done the full show tonight. Uh, a few talking, uh, a few things to wrap up. Uh, November is over. You'll probably be listening to this in the start of December now. So November is officially over. Uh, but the conversation about men's health does continue. Does continue. Uh, Jesus, my English is terrible. Uh, the boys did not get to our total. So I'm going to keep my mo regardless. I might grow a beard around it, go the big cat route. Um, I've there, there's still, we're still raised over $300 with still donations coming in. So uh, thank you to everybody that has donated during the month. I hit 60Ks walking the dog, so that's that's a plus. Uh, uh, we may look at... Didn't do- know we had. That was athletics, athletics but yeah. We may- thanks to everyone who donated yeah. to us. And, yeah, we're just going to keep... I think I'm almost going to keep mine for the rest of the time. I threatened Nick, my best mate, that I will be having a moustache for his wedding. Yeah, why not? Well, moustache and a ponytail really rock it with the... Um, Old dirty bastard look, but yeah, so yeah, no, nah, why not, mate? And thanks, it's it's always a fun time of year for me. I do enjoy like, like doing this course, it's a fun cause. You raise, raise a bit of money, have a bit of fun with the facial hair. So, uh, yeah, thanks again to everybody. Uh, we'll wrap it up once again. Thank you to everybody that has listened to us, left us a comment, left us a review. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Apple Podcast app. Spotify, Google, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. We are appreciative of this. Bit of fun for us, but we do appreciate the love. Uh, I think that's it, mate. We might wrap it up for this week. We'll come back next week. Oh, I've just got to add my last well, uh, my, my short fact for the week. Yes, we know it's the favourite time of the week. I did forget. Sorry. Um, it is a big part. Sean Marsh has only ever played for one IPL team in his whole – Who's that? In the Premier League. Kings Punjab 11. Ah, okay. He played for eight seasons for him. Eight seasons, and then he, what, got dropped? Yeah, he just chose not to go back. <laughs> yeah, so it was on his own, his own merit then. 100% it's on his own merit. <laughs> people have got to, everyone's got to stop hating on him. Uh, hey, mate, I don't hate him. I appreciated what he did for the team when he was in there, but I still think he's the Mitchell Pierce of cricket. I'm sorry. Whoa, his brother's Mitchell Pierce. His, his brother's Mitchell Marsh. Calm down. <laughs> Right, we might wrap it up there, mate. Uh, say goodbye, Coombsy. See you, guys. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. But I still take you out for some wins My screen, my tree, you can put it on IG I'll be in your stories Making them do say, bruh, who is this bruh? Is he with her, bruh? Man, I'm unfollowing her, bruh Is that shit all you can say, bruh? And you think you're getting a date? Nah, let's just go dip in the bay Sun in your face, we got an image to make Can we chat? Can I put it on the line? Know you see me looking good
mission I am but the same with a few less mansions Let's go on a date, we can break our restraints Put the phones in the backpack and chuck them in the lake Can I break it down for ya? I don't wanna sound like I don't enjoy ya I just wanna make these moments last Without the camera ain't then pointed at your head At your legs, at the fucking sunset Till your followers be gone This is no one to forget Pray for it though. 